We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! Right, you just want to spend time with some of these prospects, get to know what they're all about, their makeup, uh, to see if that matches what you see on tape. Um, for us, you know, we're in a unique situation with, with Justin in-house and we believe in his development. we got to continue to build around him. He's got to continue to develop himself. Um, but at the same time, we just want to take a peek and make sure we're doing the work. That's our job as, as a front office. That's Ryan Poles. This hour brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. And if you really look at the totality of what the Bears might be doing, if they're really thinking big, I'm wondering if there aren't two major moves to be made. And if there are, wouldn't you want to get the first one out of the way to let the dust settle a little bit? So you're saying trade the number one pick before free agency starts. Then you'll have a better idea of what it is that that you have to work with inside of this draft and drafts beyond this year especially if you don't go too far down and anticipate that there could be even more while you can while the iron's still hot all right let's let's stop talking in vagaries dan let's 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 work the problem the bears trade the number one pick to houston for the they swap and then houston gives them some stuff because they want to draft anthony richardson or whoever they want to drive. I would imagine it's Bryce Young, but who knows? Then the Bears are like, okay. Here we are. Now we've done this. And the dust settles, and now you've got an extra one, maybe an extra two, maybe some stuff into next year. And then you say, well, there are other teams that probably want their pick a quarterback. The Panthers clearly want a quarterback. Who knows how this whole thing goes with the Raiders? where if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, then what do you do? Because Derek Carr is a saint. So maybe they want to jump up and get their quarterback. And then you say, okay. Carolina's sitting down there. The yep. Falcons are, are still lurking. There's there's all sorts of stuff here. And maybe you think we have decided that Jalen Carter is no longer on our board. So we're just going to just say, all right, screw it. Or... Let's let's continue to work the problem. Maybe if you make the trade with Houston, you say we got what we needed and we're going to take Will Anderson. We we got a, a bevy of picks from Houston to move from two to one, although ordinarily moving that one spot, unless you're Ryan Pace, you don't get a bunch of stuff to move that one spot. But maybe you've decided let's let's not play around. If we think that Will Anderson is the blue chip defensive player and we don't trust Jalen Carter's availability or decision making trade down one spot get what you need from the Texans and then get Chris Ballard on the phone if you don't want to take Will Anderson and you get Chris Ballard on the phone and say and but wait get Chris Ballard on the phone first before you decide how you are going to value Anderson 
And 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 you know what you tell them? You lie to them because it's lying season. Chris, we got a lot of interest going on from I'm not going to say the teens, but but lower than your position. And uh, you know, I I know that you scouted all of these quarterbacks. We've sat down and talked with them too. If there's one that you really really want, perhaps we should talk. And that way you could sit in this number 2 spot and know that you'll get at least your at worst your second choice at quarterback instead of maybe your third or fourth. Well, choice. let's listen to what's being said elsewhere because part of the reason why I'm 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 thinking this is because of the uptick in chatter that we're getting from and around the the perimeter here. This was Rich Eisen on what he's hearing about Ryan Poles and his intentions regarding that top pick. The Bears are already long down the road of trading the first overall pick. Teams have been identified. Compensation is being hammered out. Wow. Yeah. And and sure enough, I saw Ryan Poles say today, I believe in Peter King's Football Morning in America column, if I'm not mistaken, saying that, hey, teams kind of want to know Maybe before free agency begins, if they have a draft pick high enough to take a kid. And if a team wants that quarterback certainty this early in the process, they're going to have to pay for it. Man, Poles is playing this thing like a virtuoso so far, as far as I'm concerned. So I hear the Bears are already long down the road in trading this first round draft choice. Long down the road. I'm not surprised that Rich Eisen would hear that. Because Ryan Poles has been being interviewed all over the place. Correct. And Ryan, Ryan Poles is doing exactly, in my opinion, what needs to be done if you want to play poker. If if you want to pit teams against each other. We're, we're probably helping him do it that, right now. I, it's a line that I put in my column for the Sun-Times tomorrow. That I, By writing the column, I'm helping further his agenda. At least we're aware enough to know that we're the conduit for lying season. Yeah. And I'm not sure that other people do or if they relish the opportunity, because clearly a guy like Rich Eisen with his bona fides is being the, the, the first voice on NFL network. Yeah. If he's out here saying it, it feels validated. If Peter King is, Oh, I sat down with Ryan Poles for 50 minutes to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, I didn't just brush by him in a hallway. Right. This this wasn't a drive-by. Like, every now and again, like to, to give people an idea of what we're talking about, let's say Dan and I are working at the Combine. And I know Chris Ballard from when he was here. And let's, hey, hey, Chris, can I get a minute? Like, in a hallway. And I'm like, I just want to ask you a couple questions. Two or three minutes with that person in the hallway is different than meeting you at the hotel room, having you come and sit down, pour you a cup of coffee, pour, and I'm sure a bag of popcorn for Peter, putting the recorder on the table for 50 minutes. Like, this is, this is a well-orchestrated plan of attack by polls to use one of the things at his disposal, the media, in, in, in a time when content is king, where especially NFL stuff. And also a time on the sports calendar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, where you know you're filling a vacuum. Yes, content is king. And 
anything that is connected with the NFL rates. And now you're talking about market three and probably football market two having the number one pick and their general manager is everywhere. He's out here. He's talking to the national people. Even even his press conference last week where he's talking with the assembled media at the combine. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I totally, yeah, we're, we're aware of that report that Adam Schefter put out. I bet you are. I think you're extremely aware of it. I bet you are aware of that report that Adam Schefter put out. Just like you're aware that Peter King, it, it was the lead item. Think about that. It's the headline. The lead item and headline for Peter King's football morning in America column. And now you're getting to the point where all of the people on the national level have now heard the same thing. So there, there's an automatic buy-in because Rich Eisen is hearing this stuff. And along with his sources, he can say, oh, well, my what I heard seems to have been confirmed because Peter King is reporting it and he's not irresponsible. There are reporters who are. But now all of these guys, Trey Wingos, the, everyone gets to be like, oh, well, I guess this is happening because Rich Eisen reported it and Peter King reported it. And it's, it's well done by Ryan Poles. It's, it's well done of him being like, well, I mean, look, we kind of know what we want. And I've already had teams offer me this, this, and this. So if you're the Carolina Panthers or if you're the Houston Texans or if you're the Indianapolis Colts where Chris Ballard is running around here like, we'll draft who we want it for. We'll, we'll get, maybe. We're going to find a guy and get that guy and we're tired of Band-Aids. Although we're not certain that was him. But that was one one general manager. But but even offering that. Right, he like said even, while, while surrounded by discarded Band-Aids. <laughs> Even polls offering that, Dan, like him throwing out there so that we could be like, yeah, that's probably Chris Ballard and the Indianapolis Colts because they're the team that's been doing the Band-Aid thing at the quarterback spot. So here is Brad Biggs. His name is Brad Biggs. Mully and Haw asked him why it would benefit the Bears if they hurry up and trade that number one pick. I think it's probably because in a perfect world, they'd have a trade agreed to before next Wednesday, before the start of free agency, in order to kind of help guide them even just a little bit in free agency. You know, knowing, okay, we've got these picks in return. Here's where we are in round one now. Here's sort of a snapshot of what positions, what what group of players we might be looking at. And then you go at free agency uh, that way. They're not going to get two future first-round draft picks uh, in exchange for trading this pick if they make a move with Houston at number two. They might not. I don't even know that they would necessarily get next year's first-round draft pick if they just went down one spot with the Houston Texans. I find it inconceivable that they would get first-round picks in 23 this year from the Colts, which is number four overall, 24 and 25 if they make a move with Indianapolis. The, the Colts don't have to come up that far. So if he's confident that he is going to get uh, three first-round draft picks, then he's trading with a team 
definitely below Houston and Indianapolis, in my opinion. Uh, we'll have to see what shakes out. Maybe that's a move at nine with Carolina. Uh, I would guess that they would want to stay in the top 10. But clearly, I think the, most of the smoke here is emanating uh, from House Hall, and they're tr- trying to uh, create a sense of urgency for potential buyers to have something done a little bit sooner than uh, you usually see these draft pick trades made. Brad Biggs talks football Football with you. So there's nothing wrong with Brad's reporting. And I agree with him on the surface about teams that are closer to your pick, not having to give up as much to get that pick. We're talking about Houston or Indianapolis. But if Poles is successful of playing them against each other, you might have to give up what you would ordinarily give up, more than what you would ordinarily give up, because you don't want the team in your division to get the quarterback that you covet. If Poles can create a market, the distance between the draft picks won't matter as much. Because it's not just the the Bears and the Texans having a conversation. It's the Bears being like, well, okay, thank you. I mean, we do have other people who are interested in the number one pick. We'll get back to you on that. And then seeing what type of offer that that can generate. Texter has a question about a knock-on effect here. The 773 a side effect on free agents with the Bears being in the forefront of this offseason. Players talk. The Bears are a team making moves. That matters. Are they making the Bears seem like a destination? Well, remember, with free agency, money talks. And and that's dirty it. Dirty cash, that, I want you. Dirty cash, I need you. you. That's what it is. However, Mike doesn't get that reference because he's young. How dare you? In front of everyone? You're just going to call me out like that? <laughs> I do think it's it's fun to see the every time you look up. And, and trust me, as someone who's been walking through airports, and when the, the sports shows are on, there they are. And there's, yeah, blah, 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 no, blah, 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 blah. And you can't hear what they're saying, which is great. And it's the Bears and should this and Fields and this. And there's another highlight of Justin Fields running around people at 100 miles an hour. Funny how that Justin Fields thing went away real quick. Because they're on to the next thing. But, but it's just funny, like, mm-hmm. it's funny how that was the talk two weeks ago. And then Poles was like, yeah, we're not going to trade him. So he's like, oh, well, well, now the Bears are, they are focused on trading that number one pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they kind of always were. That's kind of where they were. And all that stuff was stuff you made up because you wanted to. And then people saw you making it up and the tail was wagging the dog because that's what we do now. But I I do think it it does create a buzz. I I'm not sure the actual impact of it. But players, no. They, they they know that, as it stands right now, the Bears roster remains awful. As yes. Of, as of right now, it's the Bears have the, maybe the worst roster in the league. And it offers some of those free agents an opportunity to charge the Bears a premium for their services. If you're Orlando Brown... I, I yeah, bet you I, I, I bet you would like me to play a tackle for you. I, I like Orlando Brown, but you you're not he's not Lane Johnson. Like and he's gonna get an incredible payday here. 
And he may be, is he a blue, as they say? I'm not sure. At left tackle, if he is. He's better than anything that you've had no, walking through that door no in question. a very long no time. No question. And maybe he's at a similar level to when they signed John Tate, I believe, also away from the Chiefs. Big old John Tate. Remember, like, that was the, the big free agent splash that they made with John Tate at left tackle and Fred Miller, who they got from, were they, were they the Titans then? Yeah, at, at right tackle. And they spent all this money, and they were really good. They And that, that was their Super Bowl line. Oh, that reminds me. We never ended up playing the Olin for Dan. I mean, we won't today. We don't have time. But at some point, we should. We got a whole. We got three shows left this week. With nothing I know. happening in sports. I know. There's. I mean, there's a lot still happening. I, I was mean, so excited to just like play it, but it's eight minutes. So I'll yeah, wait. you can't play it because it's a long time. But it's good. It's really good. Um. But yeah. It's. I. I look at the what polls is doing, and I'm impressed. I. I don't know if. If it if it's desperation, like if if things if the phones aren't ringing, and he's trying to generate the rings, or if he, the phones are actually ringing, and he's like, ah, now nah, I got you. Now let's let's play the game. Let's spin the wheel, and see what it comes up on. But you at least know that your your general manager is a player. That he's out here lying his ass off for a good cause. Yeah, but it's not bluffing if you got the cards. And it it, it is also possible that what that he's that he's doing both at the same time. That he could be doing all of the marketing and the and the media puffery and all it takes is more than one team to be interested. It's, you know. That's it. You, you, You've just got to create a two-team market and then play those off of each other. But the other thing about him doing it before free agency starts is the player component where, again, I, I made the argument yesterday, I'll make it again today. If part of your compensation back from Indy is DeForest Buckner, you'd want, it, you'd want that to be done before you enter into free agency. It clears up a lot of mess. You get to go, all right, we have got that position taken care of. Some of our money is going to go to DeForest Buckner. We don't have to go look for a stopgap three technique if we're not going to draft Jalen Carter. It allows you to start going, all right, let's stack the board. List our assets. With what we want. So there, there's pros and cons to waiting, and there, there's pros and cons to doing it right now. I would just say sit tight because it does – the my, my, my feeling is still that the first move – is is maybe closer than we think. And I'm not reporting this based on anything sourced. Did you see Ryan Poles at the ice rink? Is that what you're reporting? That you I got know, a picture I, of I Ryan came, Poles? No. Uh, no, that's cuz uh cuz that you know, I was I was staking out, you know, the Pucks Kane, Bernstein the was on story. it, man. Was, uh, chasing that thing down like you wouldn't believe. That's <laughs> one, one of the few hockey players I actually know what he looks like. I I love like the visual of you just kind of walking by and being like Hey, that looks like a pro. Yep. Do, 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 do. Is that Patrick Kane? I should take a picture. That's exactly what it was. I was in the middle of a conversation with another hockey dad. Like, can you hold on one second here? I think I should probably take a picture and post this. Like, sure. Okay. There. Okay. Gainer. Gainer. Gone. 
and kind of forgotten on this show. All right. <laughs> we need to take a break. There's some basketball. Talk more Aggie. Well, no, we're going to actually talk more basketball. I'm talking Aggie. There is a couple of interesting quotes. Yeah. One from a current bull, one from a former bull, and the one from a former bull, let me just say, Layla and I were right about this with the former bull. We'll explain next. It's Bernstein and Holmes here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Am I being too cynical to wonder that the reason that Goran Dragic isn't here anymore had less to do with playing time and more to do with overall philosophy that he didn't like here? You know, uh, great question. Get an answer? I, I may have gotten an answer on this because Goran Dragic is now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. And last night I was looking and my guy Jim Ozarski, Moni's finest, Jim Ozarski, had this quote from Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic said that after trying to help out his buddy Steve Nash in Brooklyn last year, Quote, this opportunity came, and of course I didn't hesitate. Quote, I said, okay, let me get this thing right this time and join the team that has the potential to win a championship. So here I am. Close quote. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it was just dwindling playing time. I think that Goran Dragic saw some stuff here that he didn't like. Well, yeah, I mean, it goes back to the night in Minnesota. He had to he had to clear the locker room out and and, and close the doors and and lead a mutiny. Yeah, have a conversation with the Max guy about how they can be better. I guess it's not a mutiny when it's just teammate on teammate, but a code red. Yeah, he 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 already felt he had to do that and was probably so exasperated with the middling results after. And understood, like I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I yeah, did all I, I can do. Yeah, here. let's let's agree to let me leave, and then I can go play. He had been talking romantically about his days in Miami and the Heat culture thing and all that stuff. He's a perfect guy. You know how we we were talking about them, and like they just have basketball players on their team. He's another one. Like, of course, he's playing with Milwaukee. He's the perfect guy to come off the bench for Milwaukee and hit you with six quick points and two assists in the 15 minutes that he's going to play. They already have a guy like that in Javon Carter, right, who is an right. ideal veteran I, rotation backup point guard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that is exactly a, yeah. if you're Milwaukee and you're like, what do we need 
to give us a real good opportunity to win the title. Another redundant piece for a playoff yes! series. And maybe you dust him off when you need him. And you haven't, you, maybe there's an entire playoff series where he doesn't play. And then the next playoff series, he averages eight points a game. Right. Here's the matchup that we know that you're going to exploit, and we know that you'll be ready for it. So that's one quote. Then there's the stuff from Darnell's piece in The Athletic from Vooch. I always have to take my glasses off to read the athletic because it's on the white background. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. And because I'm going to need bifocal soon. But if you're going to need them soon, that means you need them now. I, I, my doc said, like, the next time I see you, it's going to be time for the transition lenses. I'm like, okay, it's fine. This is what Darnell wrote. It's on The Athletic. You should get a subscription to The Athletic so you can read Darnell and our buddy. I have one. James Fegan. I'm not talking to you, oh. Dingus. And Sahadev and Patrick Mooney and all of our, all of our friends. Kalen, all of them. They're over there. Go get yourself a subscription. <clears throat> Darnell writes, belief is waning among players inside the Bulls locker room. Chicago ends closer to falling out of postseason contention following a crushing 125 to 122 home loss Indiana on Sunday. After watching another needed win slip away in a familiar fashion, one of the faces of the franchise conceded that with only 17 games remaining, it's hard to see the Bulls turning the corner. Quote, maybe 30 games ago, Bull center Nikola Vucevic said to the Athletic, but now it's hard to look at it that way. Close quote. Vooch went on to say, it doesn't really depend on us anymore. I mean, it does. We have to win. But we're depending on people in front of us on how they do. So it's hard to say after 65 games, we didn't figure it out. It's tough to believe that's something just going to click like that. We'll see. We're going to keep fighting, keep hoping something happens. But it's obvious we've put ourselves in a very difficult spot now. Close quote. Man, the front office is going to have to sell hard to Vooch to get him back here. There has to be a vision. I agree with you, Mike Rankin. I I agree that, like, if the lasting thoughts from Vooch are, you brought in this guy who clowned me in front of everyone. You didn't give me an extension. Why do I want to play here? And your offense that d- seems to do better when it goes through me often doesn't because then, you got this ISO guy and this ISO guy. And then when do I find myself with the ball in my hands because I end up being the guy open for a desperation three at the end of a game trying to do a catch and shoot? Right. Oh, there's another quote from Darnell's piece that I, I wanted to read. Billy Donovan said, and our schedule's tough too. Close quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were Vooch, would you come back here? Hell no. Even if the Bulls were the highest bidder, would you come back here? No. What if DeMar's gone? Does that change your mind? Yeah, Because I bit. do like the two-man game between Zach and Vooch. A little bit, yeah. If DeMar's gone, that, that, that would change the way I think about it. So, there's a lot here. But either way, we've gone through the numbers of what happens to bigs as they age. Bigs time. Oh, not not bigs. And it's not good. 
Morning, boys. What's going on? The the only the only big men who sustain the kind of production that Vooch is putting up now into these next three years are Hall of Famers. Yep. They're, they're only Hall of Famers. Literally only Hall of Famers. And you can debate, but Vooch is not a Hall of Famer. It's unlikely that he is going to be sustaining this kind of production. And why the Bulls want to pay for it right now, I don't know. Which is why, at the deadline, you get what you can for him rather than getting nothing. Right. And they didn't do that. And part of the reason that they didn't do that is that they wanted to do an assessment. So now well, got- He just did one. He just did your assessment. You they, got it from him. You want assessment? There it was. Things well, maybe don't 30 look very games, good. Maybe 30 games ago look good. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Billy says the schedule's tough, too. So, yep, I don't know. There, you, there it is. It's so messed up. Because exactly. Maybe 30 games ago, them staring down the barrel of – I saw Chuck point out – I forgot. It was maybe Washington loss and Indiana loss last night. And now you're scoreboard watching to get into the play-in. That that's how far we've moved the target here. Jeez, that's how far it's. A, it we started at win a playoff series, right? Right. That's what we started this year. Just to make sure my my no, memory is correct. No, you're right. Yeah, the, the, what was asked was by AK was for them to do better than what they did last year, and that means. Winning a playoff series. Okay. So that that's where cool. you started. Cool. That that a team that spent 60% of last year as the number one seed in the East could reasonably look at winning a playoff series. Then it's make the playoffs. No. No, no, no. no, no. no right. Six seed. Six seed. Not to not be in the play-in. Right. Make the playoffs. Right. Make the playoffs outside of winning the play-in. But the reason that I said no to you is because... I feel like AK thinks the play-in and the playoffs are the same thing. Well, we don't know. That changed. He'll be on the phone in an airport distracted for three minutes, and he'll hang up, and you don't know anything. So then... Guys, I got to get on the play. Then then it's play-in, playoffs, eh, what's what. We're not sure. Just get into the tournament. And now we're like, oh, geez, they're going to scratch and claw. Then they're the big victory or they'll pop the corks when they make the play in now the play no no the the other part of it is organizationally we're not looking at bettering our draft position we're gonna play it out because we want to play it in that's where they're at and you got Vooch being like I don't think this is gonna work and you got Dragic being like get me out of here can I leave? I hi. I'd like to leave. And they're like, yeah, all right. I'm Goran Dragic, and I'm leaving. Uh, okay. Bye. Where Where are you going? Um, to a place that has a chance to win a championship. I'm like going to a good team and stuff. I'm gonna go over there. Your team sucks. The eight four seven says only Hall of Famers is the weirdest subscription based porn <laughs> site on the internet. <laughs> Not weirder than lowhostoes.com. Wait, what? We were having a conversation on Friday's show oh. about how, you know, everyone wants to see Layla's feet. Like this is the type of nonsense oh, that's that a, she that, gets. That's and, a thing. Yeah. Poor Sierra is dealing with it too. And so I was like, 
Maybe they see my feet. I got nice feet. No one's a seer. Ashy ass feet. My feet are not ashy, sir. Moisturized. That's how I roll. Oh, you got like special foot moisturizer? No, you just, you know, you just are judicious with the the the, the dove body lotion, man. You wanna make those feet look good. So lohostoes.com came about. Yeah, my wife's got like this peppermint oil stuff. Oh, that's nice. Where, you know, she'll come home for like working a wedding and being just standing up for 15 hours or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh boy, that must have been a rough one because I'll smell the the, the aromatherapy yeah, that's going on. All, the, all that. It's the, she has a an electric, like, foot warmer. So, like, is it's it, like, like a, on the floor? It's like a heating pad. <sighs> it's like a fur-lined. It was a gift from a friend. It was like a, it's, it's, a, it's <laughs> seriously, like, on a cold day, like, a, and it's a, it's a basically a fur-lined, fake fur-lined electric heating pad just designed to toast your feet. I love that idea. Yeah, I tell you this. In 2002, there was a movie called Ghost Ship, right? Okay. I saw Careful it. Careful the way you say Ghost it. Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship. Awful. Okay. However, I was enthralled. I watched the whole thing. It was pretty good, but I hated it. Does that make any sense? <laughs> and yes. This, and, this, and this is uh, it, apropos it, of what? Of I wanted to get season? off this. Oh, right, we oh. got to move on. Please. Oh, well, for the love of God. All right. Well, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you, in the same vein, Mike Rankin, there is a movie that I have run across now three different times, and it's so terrible that I have to watch it. What? It's a movie that came out a few years, maybe three or four years ago, called Acrimony. And it stars Taraji P. Henson. And look, Taraji's on the list. Okay. Like, she's on my list list. Okay. And so, you know, the first time I ran ran t- into it, I was like, it's Taraji P. Henson. And she's wearing... Tyler Perry directed it's it. It's terrible, Dan. It is, it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But I'm drawn because it's Taraji, and I watch Taraji pretty much do anything. But it's so awful that I can't believe... She's such a good actor. I can't believe that she did this. And looked back at it and was like, "Yeah, that's it. That's 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 the move Maybe right she there." She bought a house. I, it's, I mean, that's what it is, right? Like sometimes you just the, there's a role where you want to buy a house. Why do you think? Tahiti. Why do you think Paul Giamatti is doing the worst Albert Einstein impersonation anyone's ever seen? I bet they're paying him a grip because he's doing those are series. Like he's he's done a bunch of those commercials. Yeah, where he's playing different people. I know, but the Einstein is just like he he just rolled out of his trailer. Like, what am I doing today? Where's the script? All right, okay. Here, put the wig on me. Let's go. All right, okay. How we do it? But Mike, if you're ever channel serving and you pop up on BET or TV One and you see that the movie Acrimony is on, just spend five minutes with it. I wrote it down. I have one for you as well. Just spend like five minutes, and you'll be like, oh my god, this is awful. Okay. I'm going to say this. Okay. The movie is called Midnight Meat Train. Now, kind <laughs> of uh, coming full circle a little bit. That's no, another hold on. porn hold on. site. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hang on. Check out the cast. I'm leaving. It's a horror fil- uh, oh, film. Midnight Meat Train to Georgia. <laughs> I. It's another one of those. Yeah, you got to watch it. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. I hated it, but I loved it. All right. right? Let me, I'm going to look it up right now. Midnight Meat Train. Yeah, check train. out who's starring Woo! in that movie. 
Midnight, Give me a quick favor. The Pips. <laughs> Midnight Meat Train. All right, it's a 2008 horror movie. Loved it. Vinnie Jones, Bradley Cooper. I, it is. I mean, I like Vinnie Jones. Leslie, I'm a Vinnie Jones guy. Leslie Bibb, Brooke Shields. Oh, Roger Bart is in it. I like it. Check him. it out. If anybody has some spare time. Okay. All right. Quentin Rampage Jackson. Oh, no. Peter Jacobson. Oh, he's one of those Ted, guys. Ted Raimi's in this. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. This is on the list. I will watch this. It is on my list of things in which I am not interested. That's fine. When we come back, we're going to do High Noon, a Girl Scout cookie controversy. Here? I brought Girl Scout cookies No, today. not here. Elsewhere. Oh, I want to go back to talking about the Chris Rock special, but from a different perspective today. We'll do that next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the palace alone. Yeah, right. When? High noon? Here's high noon for you on a Tuesday. We began the show by talking a little bit about the White Sox and now just how every time Bob Nightingale's writing something, you know, it's more of these cross-purpose agendas. And this time, Jerry Reinsdorf's personal scrivener is mentioning and describing Tony LaRussa being there and taking notes and how nothing that happened last year was his fault. It was entirely on the players. Tony LaRussa did nothing wrong. So just forget that. That never happened. Okay, great. Also, the fact that Ryan Poles is out there in a way that so much of the chatter surrounding the Bears suggests that maybe move number one is closer rather than further away. And both Nikola Vucevic and Goran Dragic are telling truths about the Bulls. So if you're listening in the, to the, the Montenegrin and the Slovenian, you are learning about where this team actually stands. Whether the Lithuanian hears them, I don't know. So we had a conversation yesterday on High Noon about the Chris Rock special, Selective Outrage, and I gave my review. Dan talked a little bit about it as well. The part that I think is super interesting about it is it being a live special and there being the whole deal on Netflix where people have been waiting. There was an anticipation of... When is Chris Rock going to talk about what happened at the Oscars? And then the timing of it, it being during award season that Rock does this special. They did a pre-show with a countdown clock. They did a post-show. And I wonder if this will be a trend. And I wonder what the line is. Like, what's the level of comedian that... You don't want to overshadow like, on either side. Right. Who can, who can do this? Like well, what, pre-game and post-game. But who could who what comedians could do this? Like obviously Chappelle could still do this. If Seinfeld decided that he wanted to do a live show, he well, could like the inevitable Louis C.K. comeback. 
I mean, it definitely feels like we're headed in that That's, direction. Right. He, you know, he'd be at that level. You know who I really like, who I, I love the way that he does his comedy? Um, Nate Bargatze. Don't know him. He's, I think he's friends or at least acquaintances with Cutler, but he doesn't have a lot of Cutler stuff. At least when you hear his comedy, it's not in there. Like, I think he's done, he's from Nashville. So I think he's done Jay Cutler's podcast a couple of times. But I but I enjoy him. But I wonder if this will be, will Rock do this again? You know, the next time that he's got a special, will it be a live special? Or was there the plenty of good comics that wouldn't want this? There, there are plenty just say, look, let me do my stuff and, and, and get out of there that, that don't need all of the pomp and circumstance surrounding it. Maybe. It takes a certain kind of mentality for for that to befit your self-image. And and if if you like dark, the Mark Marin special is for you cuz it is hilarious and it is provocative and dark as bleep but worth an hour of your time. So there, I was just wondering that. The Raspberry Rally is a Girl Scout cookie this year. It was a raspberry beret. A raspberry-flavored version of the beloved Thin Mint. Oh. It looks like a Thin Mint, same texture as a Thin Mint. It's covered in chocolate, but instead of a mint flavor, it's a raspberry flavor and some red food coloring. It sold out in hours, and now people are desperately searching eBay and elsewhere for Raspberry Rally. The Girl Scouts would rather you didn't. In an email addressed to a New York chapter of the Girl Scouts, local leaders said the Raspberry Rally cookie sold out in less than a day. The cookie proved to be more popular than anticipated. And it's ended up in the resale market. The Raspberry Rally packages are listed on eBay, some for around $30, well above the price of 5 or $6 a box. For over 100 years, the Girl Scouts have sold cookies, as you know, to help members build their business skills and raise money for the group. But profits from the resale market don't go to Girl Scouts which said it was disappointed that the products are available through other vendors. So when cookies are purchased from a third-party seller, Girl Scout troops are deprived of proceeds that fund critical programming throughout the year. Now, what I don't get here is you got your five or six bucks. I, I, I think a secondary market in anything is just a secondary market in anything. Right. You. It's not like the... Cookies weren't paid for. Right, no one's stealing anything from you. You got your money for them, and if you thought they were worth more, you should have charged more. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. Maybe this this should inform what you charge in the future. Well, I was I, I, I was going to say good for eBay because this was eBay's response. They're not going to pull the listings, and they said we strongly support the entrepreneurial spirit of hardworking local Girl Scout troops and encourage cookie seekers to also support their local Girl Scouts. However, the sale of Girl Scout cookies does not violate eBay policies. I tend to agree. Fair market, second market stuff. Yeah, and, and no thank you as far as a raspberry chocolate cookie as well, far as I'm concerned. I'm surprised because you guys hadn't even heard of the ones that I brought in, and they're now my favorite. The the Toasty Yays. I was not involved in ordering this year. Beth but, the, I don't even know where we... I, I just A bag showed up on our porch, and it was I think it was somebody in the neighborhood. I don't even know who. I wasn't part of the order. I, they're the Thin Mints, and they're the Tagalongs, and I'm good. Well, in my in Hyde Park, they were the troop in Hyde Park. They out in these streets, like they're in front of churches. They're in, in not churches. Well, now chicken, they're but. selling them in front of the Jewel, in front of Mariano's. They they just they slap open the the card table, 
and have at it. But but this troop didn't have the toasty yays, which is now my favorite Girl Scout cookie. So I had a friend that knew I liked toasty yays and got me a whole bunch of them. So I brought them in today so that, that Mike Rankin and Ray could just clear you know them what? out. Bring me one, please. It's, all it is is cinnamon toast crunch in a cookie. I'll try it. Like That's all it really is. But it's pretty good, and it's bigger than your ordinary Girl Scout cookie. All right. Let's see. Ray Diaz has been kind enough to bring a, a toasty yay. Yeah, it's the, the toasty yay. Toast- see, it looks like toast. Oh, oh, cute. It looks like powdered toast man. Yeah. Powdered All right, toast I'll man. Twist my arm, Ray. I'll have another one. Oh, and it's, it's glazed on the bottom. Yeah, kind of cinnamony. It's cinnamon toast crunch, but in a cookie. But not every troop has them. Like, every troop has got... The trefoils and the thin mints, right? They introduced these, I guess, a couple years ago. You saying it's trouble? It's a holiday cookie is what this is. Oh. It's a Christmas cookie. Huh. There's something about this that is Christmassy. That's good. Right? It's ginger, maybe a little gingerbready. I mean, gingerbread and cinnamony. That, yeah. that means Christmas. Yeah. If you had like. That means like, holidays. Like green and white little sprinkles. It just tastes Christmassy to me, but that's good. I used you get to love the AMSR arm. I used to love those those. What did they call? There was a, there was a. I didn't know the brand, but there was a Christmas cookie that had icing. Was it was it an oatmeal cookie? It had mm-hmm. and it had icing and little sprinkles on it. And my mom would buy it every year. And I don't. It wasn't Maurice Linnell. It might have been a Jewel brand, but it was there. It was like a. Call it like a holiday sparkle or a holiday something, and it really was just the ice oatmeal with a little bit yeah. of sprinkle on it. Yeah, but it was. But I looked forward to it every year as a kid. I was trying to explain to someone that's a good that, that's that's cookies. The Maurice Linnell pinwheel cookies. Oh yeah, I love that cookie. I like the Maurice Linnell with the the, the drop of like strawberry jam in the middle. The, oh it was a, yeah, it was a butter cookie. It was like a piped. Dough butter cookie with a with a glob of red jam in the middle. Texas says the newest s'more s'more cookie is good. Yeah, I got a a, a sleeve of those too because I wanted to try it. Totally in my flavor profile. But if you can get the toasty yays from your troop, get them and try them, and and give to your local Girl Scout troop. There, we have now squelched the controversy. Speaking of which. What is wrong with the head basketball coach at Texas Tech? I don't think he's going to be there much Fire longer. his dumb ass yet? Get him out of town on a rail. What is that guy doing? Well, what the we'll, hell is wrong with him? Let's discuss that. We will talk about that coming up next. It's Bernstein and Holmes. We got cookies, y'all. Cookies on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.